0: spot show what's up everybody we are here we're getting ready to record episode eight of the moto spot show huge thanks to spot network tv for making all this possible we are excited to be eight episodes in and having some fun with this show so far the feedback's been amazing and we can't thank you guys enough so thank you to everybody that's been listening and sharing participating in our giveaways Man, thank you guys so much. Again, huge thanks to Spot Network, fastest growing streaming service in the industry. So make sure to check them out on the Spot Network app. Also, huge thanks to Bell Scott Goggles, Works Connection, Motion Pro. Couldn't be here without those guys. So keep an eye out for our giveaways on there. And man, episode eight, we're here. We got a guest on that I'm excited about. He just sent me a a uh, little link to their new movie that's coming out from the Moto Co. And I'm telling you right now, this thing was sick. There's some really good segments with some writers, including Carson Mumford, Caleb Russell, and much, much more. So let's get this guy on. He's one of the best filmers and editors in our industry. Um, he's been doing the Moto movies for as long as I remember. Dom Russo, what's up, buddy? How are you?
1: What's up, man? I didn't know you were a Metallica guy, dude. Like
0: I was, uh, I was listening to that. I think on the way to the track one day, and I was like, "Man, that'd be a really good intro." So I was actually didn't know. So you can hear the intro like through um, the Bluetooth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Does it get it's, you amped it's, up? No, dude, oh, dude. I, talk <laughs> about, I mean, I, I love Metallica. I've always loved Metallica. They're, they're, I mean, they're uh, they're just a staple, and they're like, especially in the '80s metal, they're like still easy to listen to my mom actually got me into them my mom's like a total rocker and she's the one who got me uh into metallica back in the day but like you know metallica's just they're just easily listening or easy listening everybody can appreciate them yeah and yeah it gets you stoked
0: when you think moto movies though too it's like metallica just goes hand
1: in hand man i wish i could have a metallica song it'd be so cool
0: Well, thats it's like it kind of off, like honestly like you just probed me for a question that i didn't have for you like that's uh now that you say something like, I mean, what is that like when you guys put out a movie and you play a song? Like, I know like Instagram and stuff—they're kind of dicks about that stuff. Is it the same with you guys? Do you guys have to get like rights or whatever to? Oh yeah, have all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's actually it's a total pain in my uh, my keister. Honestly, like it um it's probably one of the hardest parts about I think um because I so I I've always grown up. Um, like being super into music and and playing music. And uh, I've just been fortunate enough that my, my my parents always uh, pushed me to play um, uh, instruments and and learn um, different instruments. So um, for me, I think that's really helped in my editing. So I've always, but I've also are always been really picky on the music that, you know, you get. And, um, you know, one of the things that, kind of like goes by the wayside with people is that you have to have something for everybody right like you can't have everything that you like to listen to because otherwise i mean you know it would just be super one-sided right you have to have uh uh, you have to have like a a rock song you have to have something yeah uh you have to have a couple rap songs you have to have something that's maybe a little more easily, uh, easier listening, like, you know, some, you know, modern day, like anthony song. Um, and then you can always throw in kind of your own flavor per the segment, but, um, finding that music finds a flow. Totally. And finding that music is a total pain. So, um, we Jason and I both spend a ton of time on Spotify, like, um,
0: just trying to find something that like really goes with the movie or segment or, or clip.
1: Yeah. You know, when you, when you come out of a segment, um, most of the time you kind of know like what kind of music might fit it, or or at least I do personally, um, just cause I'm constantly thinking about it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're just dissecting every, every little bit about it. Right. So, um, for me, I, I'm always like, or you always ask like the writer, like, Oh, what do you listen to? Or, you know, you got any songs or any of that crap. Um, but you still almost come out with a vibe uh, yeah. of, of yeah, what would sure. really fit. Um, But, you know, you might be coming out with a feeling for a song that, like, you know, right? like, like, that's super, super popular, but you can't, like, Metallica, for instance, right? Like, it would be sick to have some type of Metallica mm-hmm. song to, I don't know, uh, uh, some, like, a Western Pike-style segment, somebody that's just a bad dude, like, freaking... You yeah, know, it
0: kind of goes with the vibe of his... His entree like, or his yeah his persona percent. yeah his persona
1: yep. Hmm. Man. Um. But you can't have them, you know, because uh, a with our productions, they're not big enough necessarily to get the attention for somebody like, if, let's say, it's a Sony owned um song. A, they don't want anything to do with you <laughs> because it's okay. just you know because we're a motocross right we're, we're we are a niche in, in, in a in its own way. And B, though, it would be super expensive. So there's always that, like, battle of finding songs that, um, you know, we're talking like a a cheap song is a couple grand <laughs> for oh, the yeah. ride. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, just for, crazy, like, right?
0: One, that's just for a three-minute. Like, that, if you think that is investment time, like, a four-minute is going to cost you three grand or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like, that's pretty crazy. <laughs>
1: Totally, Oh, yeah. it's, totally, it's totally crazy, and and you know, it's it's hard to hate on it because at the end of the day, like you know, we're making a movie, right? Like yeah. that that we hope people buy and we make money off of, right? It's like you know, people are pirating it, of course. Like you know, I mean, i pirated a million things in my life, I guess. Honestly, yeah, we all you know, have like we all college have. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, we all have, of course. But but of course, you know, you want an artist to get their their pay too, so. um Yeah, it's not cheap, unfortunately, but, but that is kind of the fun part is like, you know, you, sometimes you can pick a song that, uh, that would fit really well with the segment, um, or at least the genre. And then you can start building playlists on, on Spotify, you know, like you'll pick a song, build a playlist off that, like, you know, songs that sound like, or artists that sound like, and then next thing you know, you just, you know, you're freaking a couple hours deep in, in going through different songs the next thing you know you actually find one that doesn't have that many plays the artist you know you think you can um you know actually a get a hold of yeah. totally totally you know so it's kind of a, it's, it's a total pain but it is cool when you find music that is really legit for the segment um and is also going to be you know cheap and hopefully give the band exposure right like yeah like, yeah, hey, that, that, let's
0: that's... work together and try to make this a win-win for everybody.
1: Totally, totally, and and you know you work with a licensing agent essentially that reaches out to all these um, uh, to these uh, record labels, and um, you know they they get the whole process started. Which of course you got to pay pay for that that as well. But like uh, that first segment in the trailer song, like the kind of heavier song, yeah. Um, I had been listening to that band cause I, I like heavy. Heavy, like hardcore rock, and for some reason, and uh, so I knew that that character or that Bradley Thumbs kind of fit that style of music, yep. and um, so I reached out to that band, they were like a total no name band, uh, called Glasslands. And uh, so anyway, we got to work out a, a deal, and it was actually you know, we paid them a decent amount of money, but it was yeah. really cool to work with the band. I was like, hey, we. Don't have a ton of money to offer you, but like, (laughs) we're on a budget, we're balling on a budget or just on a budget and, and we're trying to, but, but we think we could give you a lot of exposure as well. We kind of work together, you know, and, and they were stoked about it. And it was, that was pretty cool, you know?
0: Yeah. And like, that's, I think, like you said, it's, if you can find bands like that where they're a little under the radar, and they it kind of gives them like hey like we're in a movie. Like they can tell their fans and then you guys shout them out on the movie and the and the clips at the end. So again like I said it's like a win-win for everybody. So sure. speaking of Bradley Slums, dude, that that dude is gnarly. Like I couldn't even crazy, imagine right? like I was watching the movie and the first thing that came to my mind was just if I was you guys filming that, like there's no second chances. His, I couldn't imagine his clips being second chances. Like, it's a one, one and done for him, I would imagine. But I don't know if, yeah, you know, cool. that's, is that kind of how it went for you guys? Like, we got to get this shot or, or we're kind of screwed.
1: Oh, yeah, man. It's a, it's a high stakes environment. You know, those, those are, uh, those are kind of scary, honestly. Uh, uh I'd be lying if I told you that it wasn't. Um, but yeah, and it's one shot. Like you said, we, you know, all those, um, those shots are the one take and so that's cool kind of for somebody like me because I'm like challenge accepted right like I've always just thrived off of that that's when I do my best it's just like all right I'm gonna get this type stuff totally and you're like trying to get you know like for me on all those um I was trying to get like the tight shot right and you're and you're trying to battle like okay well you can't go too tight right because you definitely can't miss a shot but also like you still want to get like you know a shot that people are like whoa how did that dude get that right yeah hey, or that's that's the goal anyway and um and so the challenge is pretty pretty awesome but but yeah i mean scary yeah, uh, i think
0: some of i think some of the pov stuff was really neat and then also too i really liked his he was one of the ones too that gave really good insight where people were like totally. oh they think it's you know, this or this. And he's like, no, like I got to do all this geometry and I got to do all this special knitting. I got to do this parachute packed a special way. So he ejects at a certain time. Like I didn't realize there's that much that went into it. So like, I thought that was really cool.
1: Totally. Yeah. And and we didn't know that going in as well. I mean, there was, it was way more planned out than, than we anticipated. Thank God, you know, cause we're not really necessarily into like doing like evil, evil style stuff, right? Like, you know, we're, we're not at the end of the day trying to people getting hurt right like the you know we're all human here, right, right. so yeah. um so it was really cool and reassuring to see that they were pretty planned out um and and taking all the precautions possible because um yeah it was it was scary and crazy but at yeah. the same time you did put trust in them that like i i mean they've done you know they're straight up professionals as far as the, the base jumping is concerned i mean you yeah, know, I think as, that girl said legit, she had yeah.
0: up like nine thousand jumps or something?
1: Yeah, dude, Claire. I mean, she's super legit in base jumping. They, they both are, but she's. Pro- I, I think even Bradley would tell you that that she's more legit than he is, even at, at at jumping. And um, so you know, it was pretty cool to see like the how involved she was with it and, and making sure that everything was dialed because obviously we're talking high stakes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, really big big shots <laughs> like. Going, oh, man, talking about sending it like like i'm not gonna i don't want to give away too much of the movie and sure. like i said this is dom russo from MotoCo. We we're talking about the revolutions 4k movie that's coming out uh december 8th right
1: december 8th? uh yeah tuesday whatever is that it the yeah, tuesday
0: yeah so that's uh we're excited like i said guys so we don't want to give too much away of the movie but we're talking right now about bradley Sums and man those shots like i said were just incredible and but let's talk a little bit more about the the Moto Co. and the Dom Russo and the Jason. How do you announce Jason's last name? Plow? Plow? Plow. Plow. Okay. So you guys have been doing this for a long time. Um, you guys, I believe, got it from Taylor, right? Taylor started it, um, the yep. Moto Series, and that you guys took it over in what 2015, 14.
1: Um, we took it, well, technically we, we put it to the Moto co, um, or we changed it to the Moto co two, two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, but we started, yeah, we started really like, I guess, you know, taking the reins, let's say, um, at Moto 10. So, um, 2017, I guess that would be. Okay. Um, I have to really look at a calendar, honestly. It just
0: kind of goes in the blink of an eye, honestly.
1: Oh, dude, it's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, everybody says that when you're growing up. Oh, you know, before you blink, it'll, or before, you know, before you know it, it'll be, uh, you know, oh. 10 years later. And it is, it's crazy, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So, so we started taking over essentially, let's say, uh, Moto 10, but for the last two and a half years, it's been kind of, you know, our own brand. Let's say.
0: Okay. Yeah. And speaking of bleak, and I, 10 years ago, I, th- I think that's close to when we first met, I think it was like 2012. Um, you walk into a shop and you're like, "Hey, I want to s- tell you guys about some movies," and we're like, uh, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> we're a dirt bike yeah. shop, and you're like, "No, it's a moto movie. Like, come check it out. We have a premiere." Um, I don't remember where the premiere was, um, but I remember we came up to it, and like that was a super fun event. Like, we had some some good times up there, and the movie premiere was really cool. And I think that's when I think you guys are doing something different that really brought the moto community together and got the moto series and the moto co brand kind of built.
1: Totally, yeah. I mean, I that was early. I, I was uh, going to Sac State. I'm from the East Bay uh, originally, and then I went to. Uh, I live in San Luis Obispo now, um, but uh, I had moved up to to Sac to go to school, and uh, I was studying photography actually. And that uh, Jason ended up working. So it's a, I'm trying to make a long story short because now you're good. It's been, a, it's been an adventure, you know. Um, Jason, him and I had been friends. Um, we met actually at uh cycle gear. We, it was my first job and uh, he's a couple of years older than I am. So we, we met at cycle gear and we um, became super good friends. He moved here down to, to San Obispo for Cuesta. Um, and I ended up moving like a year or two later. Um, and we ended up living together and, and we've always kind of just like drug each other along on, on, in different jobs and, and such. And, he started working when I was in Saks Data. He started working for Taylor Congdon, who uh, was the originator of Moto the Movie, and uh, he was just like shipping out DVDs, being you know doing uh, producing essentially, like all the the financials, the planning, um, DVD shipments, and such. Like yeah, you know, all that jobs stuff. endless. Yeah. So Taylor needed a. He was making Moto. Well, he had made Moto Five. That's it. He had made Moto Five, and I think that's the first premiere that we had up there. But I want to say it's actually Moto Six. I think it was Moto Six uh, for Sacramento. It was Moto Six. I started getting in with at the end of Moto Five. Uh, he needed some graphic design work uh, Taylor did, and I was awful at graphic design, but I could you know make my way through it. So started getting in that way. Jason had suggested me, of course. Then Moto Six is when we met. And that was the first time that I, I was a photographer, um, just a total, nobody just going to school for it. Really passionate about it. Um, had watched all of the of the movies, you know, 20 times a piece or whatever, especially the first one I was obsessed with it. I was a junior in high school. And, um, so anyway, Taylor needed a photographer that was, you know, relatively cheap could go away for like 30 days at a time. And, uh, Could pay him, you know, pay. pay, I think he paid me like fifteen hundred bucks, which was awesome at the time. But (laughs) could just, you know, go shoot photos and travel around the country in a motorhome um, for, like I said, thirty days in the summer. So, uh, so I got to do that the first time. The first shoot was Trakin Art. It was freaking uh, Trakin Art's house. It was crazy, right? He'd show up, Trakin Art, Trakin Art.
0: Yeah, like no way.
1: <laughs> Dude, and he's so nice like trey was the nicest guy ever he's still to this day just just you know just the the kind God of that earth. guy yeah which is surprising right because trey um but anyway, so we yeah you and I met because uh we had a premiere in Sacramento and so I was gonna like you know I was trying to promote it or whatnot and yeah. and uh went the pcp and and yeah it's crazy right how how i freaking five but that wasn't that long ago
0: no i mean i'm looking now tyler's premiere or when tyler was on at bearman it was 2014 and i remember i went to that showing that was like in the and that East, was probably in the East bay area, bay area. that was bay area yeah it was bay area yeah because i remember it was like a two-hour drive um yeah and then yeah then the next year after that we went to SAC, and then SAC again i believe if i'm not mistaken yeah so yeah, this yeah we were... did
1: stack a bunch. They never really caught, you know, what's crazy about stack is it never really caught on that much. Like we had that smaller theater that was really pretty cool. That was like, I don't remember what it was kind of in the ghetto. Um, and it was an awesome little spot cause we could just pack it and they didn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but um, we would, when we would have it at like the, uh, what's the one on K street? I for, yeah,
0: uh, I know exactly. It's downtown. with all, It's like old school. I forgot what it's called.
1: Yeah, it's not the Crest. But it's, uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Obviously, yeah, it's down right. there on KC in St. The place is super expensive. But yeah, Chile never really, you know, we always struggled, which is crazy. But I think, you know, people, when people have to drive a long ways, I think they're kind of.
0: Yeah, uh, cre- Crest. There's Crest and Esquire, and I think it's Crest.
1: It was the Crest, right? It was the Crest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a cool theater. Super, super cool. Yeah, it was um, fun. You
0: guys did like the red carpet too and you got to do the photo in front of the, like the banner. Like it was always, it was fun. Every, you get all your friends together and do like the photo in front.
1: Totally. Pre COVID.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. It was like, did you guys have plans for a premiere in two? like last year when you guys were making the movie and this year making the movie? Did you guys, hey, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to do another premiere or is the, the premiere kind of the budget or, or what was you guys thinking on that before pre COVID?
1: Yeah. Um, so the premieres are awesome, first off. Like, they're it's the closest I've ever felt to, like, a band, touring band, right? It makes you really respect bands because it's a freaking grind. So in the past couple years, we've done, like, 30 to 35 days on the road. As soon as the movie's done, um, we'll do, like, 20 to, let's say, 23 different shows across the country. And um, they're really... Really, really cool and, and and a wild experience because, you know, you're in the middle, of let's say you're Jacksonville, Florida, right? And and you pick a smaller theater because uh, people have to drive a long ways, you know, because Florida's super spread out. Yeah. But still, you're getting like, you're selling out like a 150-person theater in the middle of the Florida, you know, for your silly little dirt bike goofy, right? It's, right. It, it's, it's, it's the craziest Makes you feel makes you ever. feel
0: good though, like when you see all those people and then you, the lights go off and then the movie's on, it's like holy shit! Like this, oh, just, this yeah, just man. happened. Like we we did it.
1: Totally. I mean, even probably with this, you know, with your show, right? It's like, oh, wait, people are listening. You know, people 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 want people want to be a part of it. It's, it's a you know, it's a real trip. Just as a as a as average human, right? Yeah, yeah, and, It's uh, definitely
0: different for sure.
1: Totally. And so, you know, even when we go to like our biggest show is Boise, Idaho. Um, Cross community is huge up there. Uh, Flies from there, right? So fly wow. always makes it really cool putting out of it. And We have like we sell out every year like eight hundred people. Oh, dang. it's just yeah, it's cr- it's so wild to be up on stage, you know, and when when you're.
0: Yeah, I always see the, the photos and stuff of like, you know, people like from work, people that went there from the, you know, from the headquarters. And it's like, it mm-hmm. just looks packed and everybody's just having a time of their life.
1: Totally. It's nuts. And they're all there for your stupid little dirt bike movie. <laughs> you know, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, yeah, so cool. it's so, awesome. Yeah. It, so, you know, the, the premiere tour is awesome. It's also kind of a grind. We'd totally be lying to you if we told you it was all, you know, sunshine and kisses because you are on the road you're driving like, you know, uh, let's say six to eight hours a day, showing up at the theater, you know, setting up, uh, putting on the premiere, breaking down, driving and out finding a hotel, uh, you know, uh, go to sleep, repeat, right? Yeah. So for two dudes or three people, usually we, we hire somebody to help us out with like the merch booths and stuff. Okay. Um, it is kind of, a, uh, it's kind of a grind, um, but something that you can't really be disappointed about, of course. So, um we were going to slim it down a little bit. Jason's got a, a kid and um you know we were just trying to take some of the load off of uh, off of ourselves. So we were going to slim it down to like the the main uh, big premieres. Yep. Um this year but then yeah, COVID happened and uh crazy, right? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: like I don't even know. For us, I mean, I can only imagine it's going to be for you guys too with you coming out right for Christmas, but it just seems like the power sports industry like this was the greatest thing that's ever happened to us so it, it sucks for movie theaters but for dirt bikers like it's been
1: unbelievable totally you know and i would like to i would like to think that that's you know going to help out let's say with sales of course i mean it's unfortunate that we it's unfortunate that we can't show the movie in theaters because it really doesn't make a difference i mean we you know we don't uh, we don't spend stupid amounts of money on, on sound design and music and, 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 you know, spend tons of time on coloring and editing and all that to, you know, be watched on an iPhone, right? Like you want, like the, the best experience somebody could possibly have as far as like we're trying to, to relay is sit in front of a movie theater with some crazy sound, dark room with your buddies, drinking a beer. I get the whole experience.
0: Yeah. I get the whole experience.
1: Get it all, you know. Get it all. It, it, it's it's a cool experience, right?
0: Yeah, you want the goosebumps.
1: You totally do, and it does make a difference, you know. And so, you know, that that part is kind of unfortunate that you can't you can't show it, you can't even show it to your family in that kind of a setting, let's say, right? Um, so that part does totally suck. But um, honestly, I mean, I I feel I feel for the the theater fan. I mean, we we usually try to go for like independent, you know, like uh, theaters Small, yeah, that smaller are ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know what they're supposed to do, you know, like, uh, yeah. yeah it, it's it's so.
0: crazy. I know like I was listening to another show and I guess some of these bigger theaters are now offering a rent, a movie theater. So like you can get like 20 yeah. or 30 of your friends and like rent out a whole movie theater. I haven't looked at the prices yet, but I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like who would ever have thought that you can share, rent a whole movie theater with you and your buddies.
1: Right. And let me tell you, it doesn't cost that to, to rent a theater on a Friday, you know, like yeah. that's one of the things, you know, with our planning and all to chase such a, such a boss in, in that manner with, with, um, you know, planning everything out and taking care of, you know, all the logistics that go into planning a, a premiere. That's I mean, a, it's a lot, right?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I can only imagine, like you said, it's, it's, you pack up in a sprinter and you just go from theater to theater. And I remember last year, like it'd be like indie and then like, I think, mass like pennsylvania or something it wasn't like they're close
1: no dude well telling you. yeah we'd pack up and have to drive you know depending on how far how far it was right so, sometimes we get lucky you know you don't have to you just you know could go to a hotel locally and then wake up drive four or five hours or whatnot but but yeah i mean it's freaking you know stop 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 so right you know that the logistics nice, is ridiculous and and uh but the theaters also you know they don't get rented for free right especially if it's on a friday or saturday you know, yeah. like,
0: everything costs money
1: yeah so. doesn't mean rightfully so right everybody's got to get their get their uh get their. Rent, i think yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly
0: no i think and like that's what i want to bring you on to is is kind of give some insight to what goes because a lot of people are like oh you know it's a new movie out but it's like Okay, it's a new movie out, but these guys are out there grinding. It's you know, so trying to make us totally. content. When's it
1: coming on Netflix? When's it going on
0: free for Yeah, Netflix? exactly. When's it on YouTube? <laughs> it's like, no, assholes, go and pay nineteen ninety nine. I I'm not just assuming it's gonna be around there nineteen ninety nine.
1: 12 nine. Oh, twelve ninety nine. Right.
0: Like Okay, you can't have Starbucks or three monsters. Like, come on. You can right. you can afford twelve ninety nine and you have to support somebody who's making you content for your for your passion. And uh totally. This movie, man, like I'm said, I'm not just trying to to stroke you, but 53 minutes of content with Carson Mufford, Caleb Russell, Weston Pike, Billy Bolt, Dillis Verandas. Um, I'd have to say probably Caleb was my favorite segment. Um yeah, it was that's cool really, you said that. I, really good segment. I like
1: that. I, I like that you uh, you giving love to the off road guy. You know, I, I I'm I'm pretty stoked with that segment too. I think so now. How did you, did you feel about like because this one's a little more story based, right? Yeah, you, you enjoy that.
0: I think that's and that's kind of what I mentioned on earlier with with Bradley. Like, it's kind of gave you more insight, and like the the uh, one with Caleb where he was like, you know, it's everybody's rooting against me. And it's like it's funny how he talks about it and how he knows it, and he's like open sure. about it. He's like, dude, like I I even root for an underdog. So, and for me, I have a little personal um, relationship with the with jordan ashburn's mechanic he's a parts manager mm-hmm. at one of my dealers he was actually on our show and so for me it, it's crazy to think because i you know jordan's viewed as an underdog like he's a, sure. he, he finished third place in gncc and uh he's dude he, he's not even near on caleb's level for um advertisement or marketing or anything like that so um that's what's pretty crazy to me is even caleb's mentioned like gncc is the hardest it's like these bad dudes three hours like and you just don't even think about dudes like that. You know, we're so used to moto, supercross, and motocross. So totally. you know, to hear him open up about that, and then just some of the shots you guys get, like when he was going through the rollers, and um, he clipped that bush like with his in that corner turn. Like, there's just some sick shots. For yeah, sure. some really totally. good shots. And then same with Dylan. Like, you know, Dylan, you guys really focused on his him coming over from the state or from Europe. And you know, starting all over, and his his wife mentioned some stuff about grocery stores and friends and all that. So, I really did enjoy the storytelling for sure.
1: Cool, yeah, I appreciate that. And that that was you know, you summed up our goal essentially was you know, you're still trying to make a dirt bike movie, right? You're still trying to cater to to people wanting to see some cool stuff done on dirt bikes because that's you know, that's that's what everybody likes to see, but you know at the end of the day you can go and see really amazing content you know shred flicks for free on on it uh on instagram or youtube or whatever these days right right? like that's just this is the time we're in there's so many great great little little flicks these days so um we really want to tell stories and you know not only for for our own creative muse, right? Because it's fun to, to tell, to try to have the challenge of telling a story or, and, and also just because like, you know, you see like, okay, uh, let's say let's, let's do Caleb and Dylan Francis. Like we, Jason and I, when we're sitting down trying to figure out, you know, okay, who do we want blah blah, blah Like what, what kind of, we want to tell, you know, some more stories this year. Okay. Who yeah. can we have? Dylan was some someone that I, I really wanted because you, you know, obviously him taking out Christian last year, I didn't win that him as a fan. That
0: was a big deal. Yeah.
1: It totally was a big deal. Um, but then you start kind of analyzing his situation and you're like, man, like how gnarly is it that you just move four years ago, move from your home country as Americans. I think we kind of take it for granted because it's, you know, like what it what would it be like for you and I to just be like, you know what, I'm gonna go try to be a professional or whatever my trade is in France, right? Yeah. Move to France, not know any of the language, not have a clue of what the culture is, nothing, right? We wouldn't know how to do anything, yes. Yeah, and that's what they turkey. did. <laughs> cool Turkey, and that's what they did, you know. And and, and people forget that, and people forget how you know, just the sheer balls that it takes to, to make that happen. Um, totally, totally, you know, and and that was something that we really hoped that we could kind of tell and, and, and hopefully, you know, get across to people, but also of course, hear some really great writing in the, in the meantime, right? Like you still have to, you can't make it a full documentary piece, of course, but, and that's, kind of,
0: um, and that's kind of what you look at too. You're like writing these names down. You're like, dude, this guy's got six style. Okay, this guy is you know younger, or this guy's been in the sport forever, or this guy had a uh, career-ending injury. Um, so it's like you kind of write these lists of names down and and kind of see what's going to be a best overall story for you guys, and and tell the best overall. Cinematogra- cinematography, I guess it's a word. Yeah, cinematography. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's uh, I couldn't imagine what that's like, and that kind of gets me into a question that I didn't I didn't send you, but you kind of probed me into this. What What are these writers like when you call? Like do you guys call Are they are they like customers? Where you have to cold call them, and or do you guys <laughs> have relationships with these guys and and they're excited to be in film or you have to work with their agents or how does that all work?
1: Um. So it kind of just depends. Uh, Jason's the one who takes care of a lot of that. He does a really great job at. You know, we've we've been lucky enough being involved with it so long that we do get to uh, you know, have at least a way to contact writers. Um okay. which is nuts because, you know, just freaking we're fans at the end of the day, right? right. And uh so we usually do have some type of legitimate way to, to contact dudes and um these days we'll, we'll kind of come in with a plan, you know, if we want to reach out to somebody, it's like, Hey, uh, we'll, you know, send them an email or a text or whatever, kind of laying out, you know, what we might have in mind as far as being able to really tell like this kind of story, blah, 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 you know, make it, make it seem different, I guess, than, you know, your cookie cutter, um, yeah. Web edit or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not
0: trying to make another Insta banger. Like I'm actually trying to make like a, a 20 minute documentary about you.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, sometimes that, sometimes, yeah, you got to talk to the agent. Sometimes you got to talk to the right. You just talk to the writer themselves. Uh, it, it kind of just depends, you know, <laughs> you, no, for sure. and, 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 or sometimes even, you know, it's, it's worth it. Like let's say Weston, right. I think Weston did want to tell, um, he, him in particular, you know, he didn't want to tell necessarily his story of his injury specifically right because he already did that with his retirement um video but he wanted to tell kind of show like hey you know you can still have fun after racing like there's a life after racing right but it might have taken uh, some time to get there and so in turn you gotta obviously you know set the stage for like hey here's the injury blah, blah blah this is what happened to the guy you know and then boom this is what this is what you can what he's doing after
0: yeah, let's not focus um, on the negative, but let's look at the positive and and kind of make it totally into a uh the give the fans kind of what's next and not what
1: totally happened. So, totally. and he was in he was super into it from the get-go, but you know, one of his stipulations kind of was like, yeah, hey, I I would like to focus on, you know, Things outside of the injury, and we're like, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what we we were thinking too. But whatever you want to show, man, like let's let's do it, you know. So some guys, you know, it, it'd be lying if, if we told you that sometimes you you, you get denied, you know, and uh, and and rightfully so, even sometimes. And, and or or you know, guys are busy, or um, like you know, some of the real top guys they they've got they've got schedules. You know, and they they're dedicated to their craft. They 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 don't have they don't need to give the time even that it takes to really film like an epic segment, let's say, right, In good light and a couple of days of of their time, right? Yeah, so, that's
0: kind of what was on one of my questions for you too. Is for you guys, it's this is a like I said, it's a fifty three minute movie. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of film time do you guys have? I would I can't even imagine if you can even count how many hours of film time you have to to compose that into 53 minutes
1: yeah um you know this year's probably actually the least out of any year just because we're we're continually getting a little bit you know more and more refined with our craft i guess you could say okay um now (laughs) that's still a lot so um i i'm throwing out an estimate i would love to know the exact answer to the hours yeah um we had six segments this year, which is the, you know, least amount ever. But we had longer segments just to be able to tell the stories and, and you know, COVID kinda it would be cool to have like an hour long movie, you know, in an ideal world, but just, you know, times are uh the trip, right? So yep. um let's say for an hour or for a yeah, fifty three minute long movie, there was probably
0: or even days that. like if you, you gotta think the six dudes so maybe four days which each which each dude
1: uh it's it's yeah three to three to four days with each dude but you know that's not full days necessarily right? right you're trying to film a good it's light, like light. Or is that, yeah.
0: like mumford was sick with the sun with the sunset
1: yeah dude that light was so good and that's not even i mean that's filmed in freaking socal like not even really that beautiful place right but you just film something in good light right you can really just kind of manipulate footage and really make it look you could make it look really cool, but it, at, at noon, it wouldn't look that, that, that pretty. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, I would say, let's say there's like 40 hours of footage, okay? Um, which ends up being like, well, in the past, I know last year, I have to actually look at my files this year, but uh, last year I had 20, by the end of the movie, when it was finally done, there was 20 terabytes worth of um Holy collateral god. let's say that's a lot so a yeah. lot dude yeah, a, a lot, lot. yeah that's... yeah it's a, it takes a big hard, take a big fast hard drive to to you know be able to actually you know yeah, you utilize all that right?
0: like sandisk or something somebody
1: sandisk doesn't even make a hard drive capable of that that's the crazy thing <laughs> no way god yeah you Right. Well, you know, it's specialty, man. Well, yeah. you know, what we do is, is specialty. So you use a uh, a, a hard drive uh, system called a RAID, which is like, a, so it actually uses like the same hard drive that you would use in your computer, like, you know, a spinning okay. desk, let's say. Yeah. But it, it's got, ours in particular has six of them in this like little tower, let's say. And it, so it, and there's like, you know, six four terabyte uh, drives in it. And one of the drives, it saves for um, safety, let's call it. And so it takes essentially each file that you upload to it and breaks that file apart and spreads it through the whole, you know, all the drives. And that way it copies itself so that if one of the hard drives takes a crap because shit happens, it doesn't lose, you know, all the information, right? does that make sense yeah yeah so you
0: yeah i I didn't realize that it was that complex.
1: yeah it's totally complicated because you gotta like you know you gotta save it all right like where you you have to you have to make sure nothing dies or nothing gets lost and then also you have to back all that stuff up too but yeah you 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 have to definitely kind of prepare for your worst case scenario right which is losing everything (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of one of those things where you, like we were talking about with Bradley, it's like you have one shot, so it would be a, such a nightmare to do that and then to go look and the safety didn't catch it or something didn't catch it and you're like, no.
1: Totally. And, you know, even on that, one of the things people don't realize, right, it's not really you know that big of a deal at the end of the day, but like, you, let's say you you get one of his motor base deals, right, and, and you come home or in, any day of filming, we come back to the hotel we have, you know, five, six different memory cards to offload depending on, you know, th- some of them are actually, you know, the Reds film with such high, uh, high quality footage essentially that, you know, each card might take an hour to offload, let's say, to a hard drive, right? So you're, you offload everything to a hard drive for that day. Then you back up that drive with, you know, because what happens if, you can't just store all that information on your computer right you're sometimes you're offloading like yeah 800 gigs let's say per day on so you have to put that on a hard drive right but you can't you you can't have that thing take a crap so then you duplicate that onto another drive and then let's say you're you're flying right well okay well what happens if you know my baggage gets stolen or something who knows right so then you put the backup drive with jason and you just you kind of yeah, have to yeah. be you have <laughs> to be totally like weirdly strategic with it it's so it's such a weird thing to, to
0: holy crap. do but
1: it's kind of cool. cool you know Yeah, so you feel like a real pro <laughs> when you do all that you know
0: yeah it's like you said it's like a rock star like you got seven ogo gear bags and you got eight backpacks and the airport flight attendants like what in the heck do you guys got going on you're like Dude, we got thousands of dollars oh, of equipment yeah. in here. Please be careful.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. When we fly, because we, you know, occasionally, we used to, with Taylor, we used to drive to the motorhome, but it's the you know, same price thing there, and we don't have to freaking fly a motorhome. For us to fly, let's say we're going to go film uh, in Florida, like the Baker factory or whatever, right? You're, we're flying there, we have a regional airport out of slow, But yeah, I mean, we got to bring all our equipment, right? We have, on my back, I have like a, a really cool camera bag that I can um, have. Uh, I'll break down both the reds because we film with reds. I'll break down both the reds, put some lenses, put some batteries in there, put all my memory cards, my laptop, all that stuff. Thing weighs like, you know, to the limit. Then Jason will have, you know, lenses, photo camera, other hard drives, um, our heli batteries, whatever in his backpack because he can't, you know, just. You can't put those under because they're lipos, then we'll have a huge pelican case uh that has the big helicopter in it. then we have obviously our luggage if we're going away for a couple of days i mean a couple a couple weeks let's say uh a piece and and so yeah, next thing you know, I mean, we're checking like five bags, right? We're walking in there like we're a couple freaking yeah, they're like what the Hollywood heck is guys. That? And stuff. It's crazy, you know. We're just hoping that it gets there on time,
0: dude. That's insane. Like I, that just would make me so stressed out. Like I couldn't even imagine. Oh
1: yeah, dude. I mean, that's what insurance is for. I guess technically, you know, like if something happens, you know, I, I mean, you know, that's what insurance is for. But you might get to your shoot and you don't, uh, like, one time we didn't get our heli for, like, days. Because we shipped it a, a few days um, beforehand um, just to uh, to arrive at the hotel. And FedEx had lost it. And they were like, well, we don't even know where it is. And we <laughs> were like, well, we're, we got a production. No like, no well, way. sorry. You know? And it's like a, you know, pretty expensive helicopter, of course. Yeah, so, for sure. It's just such a trip to have to deal with all those, you know, all those little things that, yeah, people don't, they don't actually, you know, uh, realize. And at the end of the day, right, we're just, we're just, you know, it's like everybody, right? No, nobody feels like an adult, right? So you're having to do all these intricate, you know, be, be at the end of the day super responsible. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah,
0: putting our big boy pants on.
1: Yeah, dude, totally. It's crazy.
0: No, I mean, They're that's good. that's crazy. And I, again, that's why I wanted to bring you on the show, too, is because it's, it's a lot that goes into this. And it's, you know, a lot of people think it's just a moto movie. So, you know, they just might assume stuff or whatever. But you guys are using high end quality cameras, equipment, red, you know, everything's not everything, but a lot of things are shot with red. So it's like your guys's production is insane. So I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I want to get you on the show to kind of promote the movie and tell everybody like, hey, go spend twelve ninety nine and let's keep the Moto Co series alive because I really enjoy the movies and look forward to when you guys bring them out. And I'm actually on YouTube now when doing looking at the Revolution link you sent me, but like the Moto Seven ones over here, the Moto Nine behind the scenes is over here. Um, yeah. so I mean, like all these, like it's pretty crazy too to go back and watch some of these and see kind of the way you film. Moto Six is right here. Like it's just you guys have worked on some cool projects, you know Tom Parsons, Seven Deuce, Deuce, Ken Roxon. Like uh, for you, like what's one of the biggest projects or the most fun projects you've worked on?
1: Um, like favorite segment, let's say.
0: Yeah, whatever you uh, want. Like, just it doesn't have to be related to moto. Just you know, like you said, you're pumped to go to Trey's house. So like, when, you know, the first time you went to maybe Baker's Factory or the first time you went to you know, wherever there's yeah. something for you. You're like, when I was 16 years old, I never thought that I would be here doing this.
1: Totally. Um, man, there's so many. Uh, because <laughs> That's a loaded question, huh? <laughs> yeah, it totally is, but it's a, it's a great question. Uh, when, I'll probably never forget trays. Um, let's say just because that was, I was just a photographer. I mean, shit, I've only been filming four years. Um, Moto 8, Halfway through Model Eight was the first time I ever actually picked up a red to film. Uh, I didn't had no experience editing or anything. Um, So, for me though, like Trades was was really really cool because yeah, he was he was just such a, a welcoming guy. I was such a dirt bike nerd my whole life. I mean, just obsessed with it. Still am. And. And so to be at Trey Kennard's house and him be—I remember I sent my—I mean almost TMI—but I sent my sister and my mom a uh, a text because uh, he had like this apartment inside his inside his shop. Yeah, and I sent I sent, uh, I sent him a text and with time. I was like, I just took a shit in Trey Kennard's bathroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, I was stoked. Like
0: I, I, like I feel fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah it was crazy it was just wild you know you're just so welcoming just nice guy yeah so that one will always be just really amazing for me because it was uh it was just a unique experience that 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 i would have never imagined that i would have have ever had to or ever got to experience and and ever since i mean yeah the first time i we went to the baker factory i mean the place is just so legit and so serious and you in and you're actually you know it would be a, a uh, first time we met Dungey um, was when he was still at Carmichael's house, okay. and uh, and he was super cool. Dungey's a really really nice guy, you know, and and but just being you're at the Carmichael farm, you know, and your and and your mind is just blown because uh, because you can't fangirl right, even though yeah. you want to, because you're still like twenty three, or and, and you're just a dirt bike nerd, and you're trying to hold it together because you're you're talking to Ryan Dungey and the greatest of all time
0: yeah it's just like you're getting all at once and like you're just inside you're just like screaming and you're like ah but at the same time you're like oh yeah you're like what's up guys like you know you guys ready to film or like just a super low-key business
1: (laughs) right yeah you're just just trying to play it cool you know um so those will always totally stand out to me i guess as far as like some of the more impactful moments of of i guess you call my career um and the fact that Jason and I got to show, share those together, you know, we'd just be driving. Taylor would fly into the chutes, and we got to drive in the motorhome, you know, experiencing being on the road. We probably, him and I have, have driven, like, around the country, like, 12, 13-plus times um, together. Yeah, like, so many miles. Yeah, just, just him I, I mean, we're brothers, you know, essentially, at the end of the day. We're totally brothers because we've spent, we spent hundreds and hundreds of nights together in a motorhome or in a hotel or whatever. And, um, so yeah, those will always be just so special. But as far as like, I guess if I was answer the question, as far as like a shoot that really meant something to, or where, where I will never forget it. Um, last year, uh, it's on YouTube, the Tom Parsons segment. Yeah. This is uh, moto.
0: And this is moto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: that 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 was cool because a we've been lucky enough to uh, to become good buddies with Tom. He's he's just a he, he's freaking such a nice guy and uh, just just a great a great person to be around and, and undercover. Just unbelievably talented, right? Like you, you would never know that the, that guy could throw down like that and at like thirty eight or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that some of his his stuff is just man, like. I'm looking at it now, and where was that shot? Utah?
1: Uh Yeah, yeah. So that was two and a half weeks all throughout Utah. That's
0: insane. Like, yeah, he's he does not look like your average dirt biker at all. He was at Minio's, and I was like, I had to take a double take. I was like, oh, shit, that's Tom P. Like, Dude, you know, right?
1: Yeah. I know. That's not that. That's not, no. I mean, he knows Love, love him like to beyond belief that's no shot at him but yeah he doesn't look like your typical dirt bike guy no he not just, at all he's just he's just he's just calm i don't know what else is, i don't know <laughs> to <funny>. <laughs> yeah no i get exactly
0: what you're saying and it, it's crazy to think some of these guys how you know it's a lot of times there's that insight or that judgmental where they think you know some of these riders or athletes are kind of dicks and it's like no they're just kind of low-key just normal people and they just love riding their dirt bikes but they kind of come across as dicks to people because they're either quiet or you know just kind of standoffish and and i think sometimes people get the wrong persona because it's one of those things to where these guys they just like you said it's just tom like he's he just likes riding his dirt bike so yeah i'm not saying anything pointing at tom everybody i'm just saying just in general sometimes this the senses is like people riders can be dicks but
1: um, totally. I mean, Tom, Tom's just uh, a wonderful example of of somebody that's approachable. You're and just 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 um, you know, your average an average person. You know, I guess it would be the best way to describe him. But 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 so ridiculously talented. I mean, I yeah, man, that guy is amazing to watch. Sometimes I mean, he's so calculated. I mean, he never does anything that that makes you scared. You know, he never. He, he, the shoots we've had with him and let's say Foster, right? Chris Foster, Foster is, I mean, just a bad ass, right? Like one of the most talented people I've ever seen ride their bike because he'll ride for a couple months and then just come out and just hit something that is so, so technically difficult that, that you can't believe. And, and so we're going to be like him and Tom, let's say, um, they're so different because they're both equally as skilled and you know, Tom can throw a better, much better whip even let's say, but like their tactics are so different. Chris is going to look at something and he's going to hit it. Right. And for some reason he always calculated perfectly in his mind and he hits it perfect. Or if he doesn't, he bails off and it's, you know, it's he's he's <laughs> like a cat. He's a cat. It's crazy. Right. Tom is going to sit there. He's going to analyze it. He's going to hit it. You know, short a gazillion times, kind of make sure that he has it all understood in his mind. And and as a filmer, you're kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe Tom's just not going to actually, like, you know, send it off this thing or or get under this whip, you know, off this thing. And it, you know, it takes a little while. And then all of a sudden, man, he just, for some reason, it clicks with him and he's got it dialed in and he just throws the thing you've ever seen. And you're just like, how did that guy do that you know yeah you're like where the camera's on <laughs> yeah you, you just gotta keep them rolling you know the whole <laughs> you just time you never know <laughs> yeah. it's a trip i mean the guy's possibly thrown the big you know let's say if he hasn't thrown the biggest whip ever because let's say like Haney's whip in like X Games uh 2014 or whatever this is huge yeah um tom is at least in Behrman, those big ones these days. I mean, Tom, is still Tom on can the get underneath the top. it.
0: Yeah, Tom can definitely get dude, underneath it.
1: Yeah, probably, you know, still in the top three. He is in the top three of biggest whips of all time. And he's Tom. Oh, <laughs> it's dude, awesome. Like
0: that, that clip right there, this is Moto, and he's like fourth gear wide open. He throws a whip down that hill. Like, holy shit. Just, that's so gnarly.
1: Yeah. It was, you know, and the cool part about filming that whole deal was like, he did some really gnarly stuff, right? But, but as a filmer, and because we're just all there as friends, we're just hanging for, you know, two and a half weeks, like I said, we're just, it's just a relaxed environment. We're, we all have a goal of just making something really cool that he's proud of. Because, you know, he's just as into it as we are, right? He he's, he's an artistic guy. He knows what looks cool. He knows what he wants to show. He makes money off of it, right? Like, because he's a free rider. Right. And we're just trying to be creative as well and, and, and learn and, and yeah, it's just such a cool collective experience in a way. And um, that's,
0: that's kind of something too. I was going to ask you is like, like 10 years ago, no, not even that 15 years ago, maybe it's like, who would ever thought that free riding like Tom P or Bearman or Axel, like these guys would be making money just having right. the time of their lives on dirt bikes and not have to deal with the stress of racing.
1: Totally. Like it's totally really nuts. It's, it's totally nuts. And I, and I hope that they are paving the way for others too, you know, because, Cause it's still pretty niche, right? There's only so many guys that are actually doing it like that yeah. and making money with it. And, um, but, but they're all unique and they're all different. And they all have their different styles. And, and, um, I really hope, I mean, shit, all mountain bike, snow, surf, uh, all those guys, you know, there's so many of those guys that make their money free riding, right? They're, they're free riders. They make their money in movie parts and, sponsorship and, and look at, uh, uh, I don't know if you're into mountain bikes, but like, uh, Brendan Semenek, you know, he comes out with those raw 100s, right? And he gets, right. comes out with, with a, with an edit that's, you know, straight up him, right? He, he directs the whole thing essentially.
0: Oh Yeah. 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 He,
1: his, his company essentially produces it, let's say and he, he essentially directs it and they, they, you know, spend a bunch of time building and, and filming. And, uh, I would love for dirt bikes to get that way. You know, I, I, it would be such a goal for just the industry to be able to have, and Behrman's doing a really great job at it with that whole imaginative, or it imagine, imagination.
0: Yeah, Maybe yeah, that. like his Red Bull imagination.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good start at at, at riders being able to kind of build the line that they want. that they want film that they have all the the say in to be able to express themselves and then hire a crew to help along that that you know ride and that's kind of where it was cool with tom because i think that's kind of what we did too you know honestly i mean we got to work so closely with them um and just bounce ideas off each other the whole time and angles and and rewatch footage and and such that it was uh I mean, just there was just a cool collective creative experience, you know that that right. only you could you could yeah, it's hard to even explain, really, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of cool one of the things to where I can only imagine like just being your guys's like feet and being behind the lens and just seeing that and staying focused on getting the shot to where you're not like getting starstruck at the same time. It's just, totally, and
1: with Tom it never really happens because it's just tough. <laughs> well not only like Tom just, just cool any part. writers
0: like just you know seeing some of these guys because I know totally. you guys are seeing it live in, in hand and I know for me like if I'm just with my iPhone and I'm feeling filming something and someone gets sketchy I'm like oh like I move the camera where you guys have to be oh, so yeah. focused and so like dialed in and I just it's definitely an art for sure
1: totally, totally. yeah you gotta learn to film the crashes which you know luckily we don't get that many of them, um, because we're, you know, everybody's pretty calculated. But yeah, you're still obviously shit happens, right? And, and stuff kind of goes wrong. That was, you know, that is the uh, what I was gonna say about Tom. That is one of the beautiful things about Tom is he's doing you know, in that Utah shoot. I mean, he did some things that are really gnarly. Uh, some of those drops and
0: yeah.
1: uh, that he did, or, or even just cranking it off some really steep rutted out lips it's still so dangerous, but the man makes you, you know, because, because of how calculated he is and how well he, you know, uh, thinks uh, how, how thoroughly he thinks about things. It makes you almost take it for granted, which is a great thing. In right. summer, <laughs> you, you know, you, you're, you're totally putting your trust in him. Um, and, uh, but he makes you feel that you could trust him. You know, he's, he's not out there to get hurt right now out yeah. there to, just send it because he's you know yeah he's old and wise. From yeah, he's
0: like I gotta, I, I'm 37 years old, dude. I ain't trying to go home and, and go to the hospital. I want to go home and cool, he's sit on my up couch. From. Yeah, like I'm I'm over right. that. Like I'm just let's then, get these shots but, yeah, and have some fun. Right as
1: you right as you think that the guy freaking sends you know the most upside down whip you've ever seen. Right, so it's it's, it's a that's it's a insane. strange dynamic
0: yeah i can only imagine what it's like and kind of as we're getting towards the end of this show and and everything i want to again want to give a huge shout out to dom from Motoco coming on the show um again guys check them out check them out they did list is moto last year and this year they're getting ready to come out with revolutions is it that's it's revolutions right that yeah right.
1: Revolution.
0: yeah so definitely keep an eye out it will be coming out soon um at Motoco on instagram and then make sure to check out spot network tv works connections Scott goggles motion pro work um, and bell ray. So make sure to check all those guys out on social media. And then for you, Dom, um, I usually have a Scott subject, um, but it looks like we're still new to this. So we're not getting a lot of, a lot of feedback yet, but hopefully our listeners will start participating more in this. Again, guys, check out the Scott sports subject. It's you guys can ask any question, any subject you want to talk to our listeners. Um, so for me, um, I wanted to talk to you about for you guys, you know, I work for fly and I've had other companies come on and say they're already working on stuff. So now with the revolutions movie being done, are you guys already talking about another movie or what's the plans for, for Moto Co?
1: Yeah. Um, we haven't started filming or anything, but, uh, we just got done editing, I got done editing coloring, essentially. Um, they go hand in hand, but this year we took on the coloring, um, for ourselves um, but we got done in late this, or December, uh, so, uh, no, like mid-November, um, is when I really got done with it. So uh, you know, it's always nice to get done, take a little breather, kind of you know reassess, reset the mind, um, just because so many hours of, of editing and. So again,
0: guys, check out our sponsors: Work Connection, Bell Ray, um, Scott Goggles, Spot Network TV. And then, like I said to Dom, like we have a, a segment on Instagram where we talk about um, Scott subjects and uh, we're trying to get our listeners engaged in this to where they can ask all of our listeners questions or subjects they want to talk about with with our guests. And if it's anything from moto to whatever, just, you know, insight. Yeah. So for you. I wanted to ask you, you know, I work for Fly, and we've already completed 2022 gear. And some other companies I've had on said they've already completed stuff and they're on to the next year. So, for you guys, do you guys have a uh, a new movie that you're going to start making soon? Or, like, what's the plans for Motoko moving forward now with the Revolutions movie done?
1: Yeah, so uh, we just started, or we just finished editing not that long ago. And uh, so now it's kind of like the reset period, uh, essentially, where. Um, we can kind of creatively just, yeah, enjoy life, I guess, okay. and 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 uh, come at it with like a fresh a fresh mind. Um, obviously, release a movie, see how it see how it sells or whatever. But yes, we're gonna we we plan on making um, another movie. Um, we're actually doing uh, we're starting a, a little web series. The first one's gonna release on December twenty second. Uh, it's gonna be called Depth, and um, okay, essentially. Uh, we're going to be doing like glorified segments of sorts, um, but be able to release them, you know, uh, uh, to the public, um, free, obviously. So the first one we have is with Adam Entenep. Um He's pretty local to us. Um, yep, he's been a good friend of ours for for a while. He's just a cool guy, you know. Like, I mean, it, it, he's as genuine as it freaking gets, and um, you know, he totally hustled his way essentially into, into making a career out of himself. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a legit, you know, main event dude. Um, but at the end of the day, right. Like that doesn't necessarily totally pay the bill. So between all the music and, and his, you know, not as even his persona is, you know, like the Seven Deuce, but like, that's him, you know, he's, he is that guy. He's so, freaking yeah, it's not fake. Right. No, man. He's just, he's, that guy and uh sometimes i don't think that gets enough credit let's say right so so you know we're doing so he's going to kick off our series where we could just kind of um just like the friend let's say segment where you hopefully can walk walk out of it and be like man that was some really cool footage ideally but more than anything i really like that guy and i respect that guy and he and he has you know a great story and he's he's really you know paved the way for himself. And, 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 uh, so that's kind of our goal to, to be producing some content like that along with the movie. Um, okay.
0: So more like and, storytelling segments, kind of like why that's kind of where we started this show is just to bring more insight to, to people that are, you know, just like I said, more insight. I think that our sport needs that, like more documents totally and more behind the I wouldn't know even know if behind the scenes is the right word to say, or, thing to say because it's it's one of those things where I feel like that makes our sports so niche is we don't have access to these riders as much as as I think fans would like. Um, we do have more really? access in the in the pits, you know, more than other sports. Like, you can't go to F1 and get in the pits and talk to your riders. But as far as, like, behind the scenes, I'll tell you right now, that F1 series that was on Netflix was probably one of the coolest things I've ever watched. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was cool, right? Totally a lot of cool.
0: storytelling, a lot of um, behind the scenes, a lot of, you know, fan like, just... A lot of in depth, I think, and that's kind of you know with what you guys just do with the revolution the movie. It's kind of that same thing. It's the storytelling is, I think, what captures the people and and brings a brings maybe a new fan to somebody.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I mean, that's that's you know watching that F one series. I mean, that is I can I as a filmmaker can learn so much from that, and and I did, and it was it's so cool to watch because like yeah, I mean that a, a series like that. Well, and and two like Wes Williams and, and the rebel cruise credit, like they're doing that more than ever with the, uh, uh, moto spy, moto spy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, re- so pretty cool that they, they get to do that. Yeah. But, but that's regardless- not for like
0: Red Bull athletes or whatever. Like it's not, I mean, sure, I think they do sure. some other athletes, but like you guys, like, like you said about Adam is he's just so genuine. And I think he's the first privateer that I can think of. That's kind of paved the way to, that if you're decent on a dirt bike, I'm, I mean, I should say he's better than decent. I mean, he's making main events, but there's just his level. And then there's a Tomac level. So there's just, you know what I mean? It's a whole nother level, but he's really showing Yeah. And he's showing privateers like, Hey, if you're, if you're good on a dirt bike and you, and you work hard, but also have a marketing side to you, you'll get more attention and more, um, limelight than a guy that's just grinding all the time and kind of a dick.
1: Totally. Uh, totally, Uh, it, 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 couldn't say it any better, you know, and, and props to even people like Steve Mathis who have, who have really been able to give people like, you know, Adam has a personality and he, and probably he would have even, you know, been able to branch out on his own um, with that. But man, freaking Steve has done so good with people like him or a Ray, let's say. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, guys that legitimately need recognition because they got great, great personalities. They're great people and they're marketable and guess what? They're still badasses on dirt bikes. You exactly. know, they're they're not yeah. gonna win. Oh, oh well. You know, you're still you're still in the top twenty of best Supercross racers in the entire world. You know, and it gets it gets totally looked over. Um, And and somebody like Adam is just so stoked on being able to live his dream. Yeah. Is it gonna is it is he gonna be able to retire rich from it? No. But guess what? He knows that, and he's just trying to live it up while you can, make the best of it, make, you know, make an impact on people, Um, you know, hopefully, you know, make some money, right? Because of course. Yeah, that's what we all
0: do. We want to make money. But like you said, it's one of those things where he knows it's, it's a short term, but he's, he's making the experiences. And that's all these athletes. I think they're, they're making the experience. Like even Carson Mumford said in in the movie, he's just like, I might've missed out on school dances, but I'm having the experiences that I feel like are the ones I want to have
1: right what what a crazy quote from a seventeen year old, right? When he when he said that, Man.
0: yeah, it's pretty. So it when he said that, I was like, it, that's,
1: like totally. I, as soon as he was telling me that in the movie, I was like, well, that's going to be in there. <laughs> or you know, when I'm interviewing him, I just there's certain quotes that you know stand out. Where you're like, well, there's no doubt that that's making the cut.
0: Yeah, and I think and that's that was gonna, one of them. And I think as a kid at ten year old, ten years old or eleven year old, years old is going to watch that and be like, all right, like I know I know it's okay now. Like I'm not worried about playing sure. xbox or i'm not worried about you know missing out on going to my buddy's football game or whatever like sure. you know i think some somebody's gonna watch that and be like oh man like sure. this this could be me so and that's sure. why i hope you guys keep doing these and and keep keep on trucking with these because i think some of them are all of them are just really good insightful as long as you keep that storytelling going i think Nobody else is doing that right now. Like you said, you have the Moto Spy, but those are short clips, um, and they're mostly just Red Bull athletes. So, the more we can do that, and the more you guys can focus on bringing more people to, you know, the dirt bike industry and more fans, we can capture. That's what we all do. This, and hopefully, one day we won't be considered a, a niche
1: sport. Totally, man. Yeah, we're 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 just trying to help it help it along and and enjoy it in the process. We uh, you know, we're just fans at the end of the day and, and uh, we're not necessarily making a killing, but we are able to live in a beautiful place, enjoy the things that we want to do, you know, yeah. work in a, do really essentially bad. what we could have only a uh, uh, dreamed of and uh, be able to, you know, surround ourselves with the sport of motocross uh, in the meantime and that's uh, something I could have never imagined and, and something that I'll even who knows where things go, but I know that when I'm 80, I'm going to be able to freaking back in my day, you know, my grandkids like hell about the experiences that we've got to have and, and stories worth a lot.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's the thing too, is if you, if you really enjoy and you really love it, like follow it, like I'm super thankful to be working in this industry. And I honestly don't know where I'd be without it. Like it's, it makes you wonder like, today we actually lost somebody that I it was a promoter uh, you know as I was a young kid Jack from uh, AMP and motocross um he when I saw that I was like no way it just made me think about all the times that we've had just on the weekends at his races and his sons are at Corky's yeah. races it's just we're super thankful and um man this this industry's brought me a lot of friends and a lot of memories for sure.
1: Totally, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, it made us meet, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Like it's, and it's one of those things where it's, it's not really a short term relationship with anybody. Like you know, it's yeah. when you, when you click with somebody, it's like you said, you and Tom hit it off, and you know who else? You know, there's probably a lot of the writers you hit it off with, and I think that's what's cool about our industry is we all have the same passion, and we just we hit, we all click, and man, it's it's really rad, and I'm, I'm super thankful to be a part
1: of it. No doubt, man. That's why you got to keep on keeping on with what you're doing. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you again, dude. Like I said, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and making the time. Um, Is there anybody you want to thank or anything you want to say before I let you go?
1: I mean, uh, uh, hey, I'd like to thank Jason Plow for being my business partner, best friend. Yeah, shout out to Jason. We uh, need to get him
0: on too. it would be cool to do. If you guys do have a premiere one of these days, I'll have to bring the equipment and we'll do a a show with you
1: guys. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we we both wouldn't be where we are without each other. I think, and that's kind of the cool part about uh, our whole deal. And and um, but yeah, I mean, we just we're always of course thankful for the people that buy our buy our movie, want to watch it, uh, or hell, even the people that are, that want to say, "Where when's it coming out on Netflix?" Those people yeah. are still interested too, you know. And that's a pretty wild thing. So for um, sure.
0: So where where yeah. can people find the movie like when it does come out? Where's Motoco I imagine dot com and then um, where else can they
1: find the movie at? Yeah, so if you if you just went to the dot com, um, it would actually you know bring you to any of the store links that you want, but you can okay. find it on any major platform: iTunes, okay. um, uh, iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Amazon Prime. You can buy it on there. um and uh and you know keep an eye out for for it to be on any of your um yeah we major streaming platforms
0: yeah we gotta get you on spot we gotta figure out how to get it on spot network tv that'd be rad yeah right that'd be cool yeah
1: totally Um,
0: cool well dom thank you enough like i said i really appreciate you making the time for us and uh we will uh, we'll definitely do this again soon. But again, guys, check it out. Moto Co. December eighth, revolutions. It's out now. Like I said, I had a chance to watch it today, and man, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's really good, and I'm I'm really glad to see the different segments from Moto to GNCC to Billy Bolt doing enduro, Weston Pike, you know, Brandon Bastard. Um, so it's it's a really good move. Dylan is coming over from the states and his story. So if you guys uh, have 12.99, which I know all you cheap. Assholes do make sure to go check it out. Just kidding, you guys aren't assholes. I'm I'm just kidding. Um
1: maybe but, tomorrow. Who
0: knows? No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> definitely go check it out, Moto Spot Listeners. Like I said, I'm I'm thankful to have the guests I've had. And again, Dom, thank you for the time and um we'll catch up soon, buddy.
1: Yeah, cool, man. It's good talking to you. All
0: right, you too, buddy. We'll talk soon.
1: See ya. That's it.